Welcome to the Intention Training Podcast, where we talk about training, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and self-care. Hello, Intention listeners. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Hopefully, everybody had a safe and fun New Year's, and hopefully you were able to set some goals. If not, um... Happy New Year. And it's not too late now. Yeah, it's not too late to set goals. We actually just put up a goal-setting worksheet on our Patreon page, so if you want to check that out and become our biggest fan, we'd really appreciate that. We'll leave a link to that in the description. Um, But beyond that, today is episode 33. We're going to be talking about habit formation, which can kind of continues on the theme of goal-setting and prospering, building up some self-efficacy in the new year. Before we get into that, we'll just touch base on what's new. Um, I think we're going to try and stick to this every two weeks, dropping a new episode. I think that's more sustainable for us, and that way we're not just dropping episodes just to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll actually have stuff to talk about. I know that we've got a lot of ideas in the works. So um, with that said, what do you want to share that's new before we get into the meat of the episode? I think since we're talking about habit formation, I'd like to talk about some habits that I'm going to be trying to stick to sure. in 2021 and beyond. Um, two really simple things that I have to think about and uh, kind of deal with every day. So one of those things would be um, getting at least 10K steps, which I f- that's a very arbitrary number. Um, but like a lot of people will be like, well, I got my steps in today. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I feel like when I'm able to move around more and just able to be more active and not sit down, I have... Uh, My mind is clearer. My body feels fresher. Um, So that's going to be something I'm trying to stick to. And then drinking a gallon of water a day, which is a struggle for me. But I know that um, like now that I have been drinking a gallon of water every day for a little while, I can tell when I'm dehydrated. Yeah, that's one of those things. I think, and we'll definitely talk about this, but one of the keys to forming a habit is the reward that comes from doing the behavior Mm -hmm. and water is something that's so tangible because you really feel the difference between when you're hydrated and when you're not yeah so that's like um while it is a challenging thing to do and that's a lot of water to drink Mm -hmm. forming that habit shouldn't be too too difficult because you get that reward right away yeah and it tells your brain that it's something you should keep doing and Um, on on training days it's really easy to achieve definitely and i know that on not training days my body will thank me the next day when i am training yeah just to kind of share how we're thinking about forming habits what what are you going to do to make sure that you stick to that like are there do you plan out in your head like action steps to make sure that you get that gallon in or do you go about in a systematic fashion or is it just kind of like i know i need to drink this gallon today and however i can get it done i'm going to get it done So I think during college, like two years ago, I made a habit of drinking 32 ounces of water before I even had breakfast. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, but I have a 32 ounce water bottle and I know that four of those is a gallon. So um, yeah, I've been doing that for like two years and that's really easy. And then um, I obviously pee a lot in the morning and then I'm more thirsty. So um, just making sure that I do have my water bottle Um, Because it gets kind of muddy when I have like a bunch of blender bottles and stuff like that. But um, I feel like for me when habits become, when things like that become too specific, like I'm, and I'm stressing out over it, it's no longer really a help. So I try to kind of be lenient. I think what you just mentioned right there where things are so specific, 
particularly if and if they're hard to stick to mm-hmm. but but also if they're really specific if if one thing goes wrong then you you feel really guilty mm-hmm. i think that's the difference between having a habit and having a ritual yeah or because well having a good habit and a bad habit uh that's not really what i'm trying to get at i'm not saying you're wrong but what i'm trying to say is that habits it it can be more of like um a loose set of guidelines mm-hmm that you live by whereas a ritual is like i have to do this at this time or or rituals can be things i know that one of the symptoms of um ocd actually is just being really ritualistic Mm -hmm. um so like that could be something like i have to flip the light switch like 10 times before i leave otherwise something bad is going to happen that that's Mm -hmm. the difference right there between a habit and a ritual to me yeah um which is just something to be aware of when we're talking about habit formation i think did you have a point that you wanted to i i think some people can be more lenient um, and not have it I mean can be stricter and not have it affect their well-being as much as other people like I know when I was uh, tracking macros like very specifically I had a specific amount of carbs not just like a goal or um, an area that I wanted to hit Mm -hmm. it would really weigh on me and stress me out um, to the point where I didn't even want to know what I was eating like I just wanted to eat yeah whereas some people are like I have really no problems doing that and it doesn't stress me out like if I don't make it I don't make it but um I have no trouble making it yeah there's definitely you have to find the balance between being specific enough that you can adhere to it because like we talked about last last episode with goal setting it has to be something very specific Mm -hmm. um but if you're too specific to the point that it, it would be very easy not to do exactly what you had set out to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, like for, for example, if you said that, if you went from saying, I want to drink a gallon of water a day to saying, I want to drink a gallon of water by 4 p.m. every day mm-hmm. or something like that, what happens on the days where it's just not feasible, like you oversleep or you forget your water bottle or, or something thirsty. like that, then you're just going to feel super guilty. Mm-hmm. And so I think building in a little bit of grace for yourself and just being a little bit lenient is good, not getting too ritualistic, mm-hmm. um, but you still want to be specific so that you know exactly what you're trying to trying to do, right? Yeah, like you should, I, the reason I want to drink a gallon of water a day is because it helps me perform better. So in the grand scheme of things, if I miss like a half my water bottle for some reason, I'm not going to stress out about it because mm-hmm. chances are I'm still going to probably perform well the next day. I just know that I feel good when I'm drinking a lot of water throughout my day. And that is the reason I'm creating that habit. Right, right. I, I actually have two things on that point. One, I, I, I like the example that you gave before surrounding food just because I think that's a habit that a lot of people um, want to change mm-hmm. or, or you know form different habits surrounding food. So I love that you gave that example um, and then as far as the water goes, it just occurred to me that like, let's say you don't get your gallon of water and you come up just short, that's still going to benefit you so much. Yeah. Like there's not a huge difference between 110 ounces and hundred and hundred ounces, yeah. you know, like it's still going to give you a huge benefit. So I think it's important to acknowledge that too. Um, cool. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Um, well, I, I don't know that I have so many like habits that I want to share that I'm looking to change or form in the new year. Um, or in general, I mean, I guess one thing that I've been, uh, I, I really enjoy doing breath work and meditating and I've always built in at least time for at least 10 breaths a day, but lately I've been trying to do more of a, um, 
dedicated practice, if you will. It's like actually sitting down and doing it, not just doing breathing after my workout. So I guess that's a habit I'm trying to form. Um, I'm also just trying to be better about being more efficient work-wise because I have no problem putting in a lot of time and working really hard, but I don't always have the best behaviors about being the most efficient because I don't, I'm not always good about taking breaks and stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of where my head's at in terms of habits. Um, in terms of what's new, um, I'm very excited that to be working with um, a track sprinter that I just took on who um, made it to nationals their freshman year, didn't get to run last year, nobody did. But they just started with me, so I'm excited about that. I've taken on a couple new clients that I'm looking forward to getting to know and helping them achieve their goals and whatnot. So everything's going pretty well business-wise, just trying to stay busy and stuff like that. So. And you just put a bunch of programs on our uh, yeah, website. Yeah, literally like five minutes before we started. Um, I just put three programs up on our website. They're very cheap, um, which is on purpose. They also come with free week trials. The two that are catered more to like the general population, uh, actually only one of them is really catered to the general population. The other two are pretty specific, but um, does require gym access. Um, I would love some feedback, and I think I'm gonna put a poll up on my Instagram story, seeing like what people would like to see in terms of programming, because Jen and I have thrown around lots of ideas. We've talked about doing something sort of like a quote-unquote everyday movers type of thing where it's just kind of about moving your body and feeling better uh, less aches and pains getting your physical activity in for the day so I would love to hear more about where the interest is at because you know we want to give you the thing that's going to benefit you most so feel free to send us a message if you have an idea for a training program that you'd like us to come out with um, do we want to talk touch on current events at all or do you want to leave that alone let's because mm, here's okay. the thing it is very important we have a platform even if it's not the biggest it's, platform yeah. yep we have a platform well, and we all do right yes we, not all, just we us. all do um and roy and i tend to be very vocal about things on social media um and i think this is something right now where kind of the whole nation can agree that that was egregious and it would not have been that way if it were um, protesters of color or black protesters. And the, I, yeah. See, I, I can here's jump, the thing. I can jump in if you like. Yeah, it's just, when it, I have no words. Yeah, no, and it's a tough subject to breach, especially because um, without going into details, it's something that we're reckoning with right now in terms of how people use their platforms. Mm -hmm. um, where we stand on that and I think the the bottom line and the only thing that we really need to say is that um, you all can always expect that Genesis and I will be genuine and share what we want to share what we believe in um, even if it comes at the expense of expanding our platform sponsorships followers. money stuff like that um, we've had the conversation about work it's just it's not your business your brand is not what you're gonna be thinking about on your deathbed um, life is so much more than that. So I, I just guess, I, I guess all we really need to say is that um, if you are speaking up, keep doing it because it does make a difference. No matter how many followers you have, no matter whether you think people are paying attention or not, um, you got to do what you can. And that's very low hanging fruit, in my opinion, is sharing a post to raise awareness or 
uh, signing a petition, making a phone call, whatever it is. So if you are doing that, I highly encourage you to keep doing that. If you're not doing that, I encourage you to speak up for for what you believe in. And um, I guess we can just leave it at that unless you have anything you want to add. That's great. Awesome. So we're going to try and keep it pretty short today. But like we said, the main topic is going to be habit formation, which kind of goes hand in hand with goal setting. So do you want to get us started there? Yeah, I think that a lot of people going into the new year expect that habits will come by them being like, hey, I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. and I'm going to make sure I read 10 pages of a book by before I go to work in the morning. So here's the habit they want to make. They want to read 10 pages before they go to work. But they fail to implement the cues and situational factors Mm -hmm. that will allow them to do that. Instead, they're solely relying on willpower. And I have have no willpower. I go to the freezer like five (laughs) times a day to get chocolate berries. Just be, I'm like, you know what, Jen, it's going to make your tummy upset. Do I care? No. (laughs) So I have to keep myself busy so that I don't keep going to the freezer to get chocolate berries. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, willpower is finite. There, I remember learning in psychology that your willpower is highest in the morning, and then it trends downward from there, which is no why a lot now. of people make bad decisions late at night. Um, that might be when you're texting somebody you don't want to oh. text, or like you said, maybe eating something you don't want to eat, etc. But um, let's just so let's talk. You know, habits can be good good things, and mm-hmm. they can be bad things, um, and I think there is kind of a lack of understanding in terms of how habits are formed and and what they are in general. So Mm -hmm. habits is really just like a set of behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, So a bad habit, for example, is something that we wish we could change. Um, And sometimes we form habits without even knowing it. Usually when we're bored. Usually when we're bored, um, you, you kind of pick up a behavior that you might not even be aware that you're doing Mm -hmm. habitually. But it it just happens. Yeah, a good example is spending five hours a day on social media just because you don't really have anything else to do because you're bored. Yeah, for sure. And um, the thing about habits is they often turn into unconscious things. Like we Mm -hmm. we don't consciously think about picking up our phone and scrolling a lot of the time it's just a habitual thing that yep. we do without even thinking about it which can be good if it's a positive behavior that's going to promote success but it can also be really dangerous if it's a mm-hmm. negative behavior because you don't even know that you're doing it like when you get when you get bored and you make your habit become to satiate like your boredness to pick up your phone let's say you're driving and you're bored you're going to pick up your phone and even though you might be like, hey, this is like bad for me. I probably shouldn't do this when and, I'm driving. And I'm so but, bad about this. Yeah, but it's just habitual. I mean, it, it's your fault, but then again, it's not really your fault because that's what you're in this situation. You're bored. Your automatic response to that is pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of times when these things are unconscious, we don't necessarily register that it's doing us harm mm-hmm. or maybe not even doing us harm, but. It, that it's not a positive thing because we don't even think about it as a thing at all. We just think about it as this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit more about willpower and just kind of how our culture kind of glorifies willpower. You know, we've talked about, we've touched on like the grind culture before. Yeah. Like you just, you just got to want it. You got to want to like, succeed as bad as you want to breathe. That's a good one. Yes. I was just going to say. You and, got, yeah. So, you know, 
like we said, willpower is a finite thing that requires resources and, mm-hmm. and time and energy. So and, therefore we can run out of it. Yes. And another problem with willpower is you're like, I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to check my phone because I'm better than that. What are you thinking about doing? You're thinking right. about checking your phone. Exactly. You're giving it the time of day, the, the mental space. Yeah. Whereas if you correctly form habits, and we'll get into this more, with um, situational and contextual cues and putting yourself repeatedly in situations to get a certain result, if you do that, you're not constantly thinking about the thing you don't want to do. You're mm-hmm. thinking about going about your day. Um, so that's the problem with willpower as as America, I think we really glorify it. We definitely do. And I think a lot of people, including myself, like we view it as such a positive attribute to be able to grind and do things when you don't want to do them and have all this mental fortitude and power. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that's really damaging. I think a lot of times doing something when when you are consciously like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think that amounts to a lot more negative than it does positive. Mm-hmm. There are definitely times when you just have to push through doing shit you don't want to do. But at the same time, your your body telling you that you don't want to do it might be an indication not to do it. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's a really interesting conversation. So if we don't want to rely on willpower, um, what, what can we do? So you have to figure out the behavioral parts of your bad habit. So... Thus, let's use the example of when I'm bored, I check my phone. Um, you have to implement more things in your day that aren't going to leave you bored if, if the goal is to not check your phone. Um, and let's say like during the car, instead when you're in the car, instead of putting your phone right next to you in the drink holder thing, the cup holder, <laughs> maybe put it in the back seat and put on a podcast. You're not going to, because you're not going to, it's a drag to reach back to the back seat to check your phone. I was going to say the same thing about being bored at home. Like, just don't mm-hmm. keep your phone right next to you. Put it on the charger in the next room or whatever. Yeah. If you don't want to be on it, you know, there are a lot of, we, we have a lot more control than we think. Another thing to do is pick an alternative behavior. Like, mm-hmm. if your go-to when you're bored is to grab your phone, Make your go-to when, when you're bored to do five push-ups or something or like that. Or apply chapstick. You know, I like, mean, just come up with an alternative and then make your environment be conducive to that alternative and not yeah. the thing that you're trying to avoid doing. So that is one step to kind of destroying those bad habits is figuring out how to avoid the behavioral parts of those. Let's just take willpower completely out of the equation. We're not even going to talk about that anymore. Um, so... Figure out those behavioral parts and how you can change them because that will change the bad habit. All right, Roy, what's next? So a key, port, key, key part <laughs> of habit formation is just repetition. Mm-hmm. It's repeating the desired behavior until it just becomes automatic and you don't have to think about it. Examples are driving, getting, driving, getting up and making coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Things that you do because there's a reward and... You, you don't even so have many to. Times. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to make a decision. So it saves you that mental energy. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to to just mention is that I think a lot of us know what we need to do to get to our goals. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, we need to identify behaviors that will help us get there, and then turn them into habits, aka repeat them, mm-hmm. um, avoid distractions. Um, so. 
essentially we want to we want to find ways to integrate our goals into our habits and routines Mm -hmm. so you want to form behaviors and habits that are conducive to your goals can do you have any examples here yeah like let's um let's say here's a i have um a lingering tfl problem what's Um, tfl Tensor, tensor fascia latte. I set you up there on accident. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a muscle on the outside of your hip. Yeah. And mine is super tight and probably super weak. Uh, let's say I want that to be mostly fixed by the time I compete next. Into the way that I'm going to get there, and this is kind of um, goes along with goal setting, is every day I write it in my planner to do my PT work. Mm-hmm. And that is one way you can implement things every day. And usually I will just do it at the gym. So I'm going to the gym to work out anyways. And I'm then, then I'm going to do my PT work. Um, so I don't even have to think twice about it because I know it's going to get done. At the same time, you set up your environment yes. to make sure that it gets done mm-hmm. by writing it in your planner, by maybe keeping your mini band with you if you need that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing things to make sure that it gets done and that it becomes automatic. Yep. So... Just to kind of reiterate how we form habits, um, you you have to repeat the behavior until we form what's called a mental shortcut, which is just the best way for us to get to a given reward. Mm-hmm. So this reward could be the coffee after you make it. The behavior would be getting up out of bed in the morning and first thing, making the coffee. Mm-hmm. So you have to repeat these behaviors um, until they become mental shortcuts where you don't even have to think about it to get to the reward, the desired reward. Then it becomes a habit. Then it becomes a habit. We also want to consider routines, which is just the sequence of actions that leads up to the behavior and the reward. So this would be like waking up in the morning, Jen likes to drink her water, and Mm -hmm. she might brush her teeth, wash her face, then she might make the coffee. That's a routine. That's something that... That is is what I do. Is it? That is. Um, That's kind of telling your brain... It, it just becomes automatic and we don't even have to think about it. And it almost becomes harder not to succeed than it does to succeed because that's all you know to do. It you becomes know? hard to not do that because that's, right. that's like you're not getting the reward. Yep. So implicitly, it just is easier to And this to is really interesting it. to think about because I know that over the past, you know, being in college working people we've had some early mornings Mm -hmm. and it is wild how you kind of just run through the sequence like a zombie like you really don't have to think about it i I, you know like taking out the dog or doing stuff like that in the morning you could do it literally half asleep Mm -hmm. which is really interesting um the last thing to talk about when it comes to forming habits and we already talked about this a lot but is is context is environment it's putting something on the top shelf so that you don't reach for it Mm -hmm. you know out out of your reach it's keeping your phone in the next room over so you don't Mm -hmm. habitually grab it let's say i was having trouble sticking to my goal of drinking 30 tons of water when i wake up in the morning i would put my water bottle by my bed or i would put it where i go like i would put it in the bathroom so that when i'm peeing in the morning i could be like oh i need to drink this water yep a classic example to that I just thought of this, like, either laying your gym clothes out the night before or even some people will sleep in them. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, I don't know about that. That sounds uncomfortable. But, yeah. Um, just doing everything you can to set yourself up. You know, like, success doesn't start with the behavior. It starts with everything that leads up to the behavior mm-hmm. and making sure that the environment is conducive to that. This And this includes your mood too. Like, let's say you notice that you tend to 
be self-destructive when you're depressed, as we all do. Um, try, and this is the, take this with a grain of salt. Notice when you're depressed and notice what happens after you're depressed. Because that gives you some conscious and um, that gives you some input that you can deal with. You'd be like, okay, well, in order to not be self-destructive, I have to figure out a way to deal with my depression. So I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying and how it relates to habit formation. Are you suggesting Mm -hmm. like a reverse engineering type approach? Like something happens and then you can then say, okay, if I don't want this to happen again, I need to do this, this, and this. Yeah, I'm just saying that your mood can be a contextual cue that can determine what habits you might hold on to or what habits you might continue to do. I think mood is definitely a part of the conversation and a part of our environment and our context. Mm -hmm. But I guess where I'd like to push back a little bit is that we don't necessarily have control over our mood because that can be dependent on other people's actions um, and just a lot of external circumstances. Certainly we have some um, agency over our attitude, Mm -hmm. but I guess like, you know, if it... If it comes down to mood, mm-hmm. then I think that makes habits a lot harder. Yeah, so can I mean, you... I don't think it comes down to mood. I'm just saying that that can be a contextual cue for you. Like if you know that you tend to get depressed um, around this time of day, you can be better prepared because okay. you know that that's something you feel. Sure. So you're just saying it's something to be aware of Yeah. because it will impact behaviors. When, yeah. And okay, this is like a this is a tricky example. But when I'm about to get my moon, which is my period, um, I know in I know that I get mean, and I tell you in advance, hey, if I'm moody the next few days, and this is not an excuse, but I just want you to know that my hormones are wild and out right now. Um, so if you can prepare for those things, then when you're acting out of character. And when you are acting in a way that is not conducive to building good habits, you kind of know why and you can better address it. Sure. That makes sense. Um, Cool, cool. So one more point to... Actually, let's talk talk chunking a little bit first. Okay. Um, So chunking is basically um, just remembering how to do an old task that you've done a bunch of times. So our brain kind of... comes up with these shortcuts where like you said it becomes an unconscious thing Mm -hmm. um we don't have our brain doesn't really have to work very hard Mm -hmm. so we we utilize chunking when we form habits Mm -hmm. um i just thought it was important to mention for the terminology but basically it's just shoving a bunch of steps and actions and um neural stuff together Mm -hmm. to get to 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 perform the habit and get to the desired reward so yeah. this allows for habit formation, that the fact that our brain can do this chunking and doesn't have to process this information every time makes yeah. it much easier for us to form habits. That's why somebody who um, already has like basic, basic skills, let's say playing piano, can learn how to play a new piece mm-hmm. much faster than somebody who has no idea mm-hmm. how to play piano because they've already... They already have, I guess, quote unquote, chunks. Or it's the same. It's it's why we don't have to think about 
each individual step when we drive. Like, we mm-hmm. don't have to think about putting the key in, turning, putting yeah. it into gear. We just do it. We just go through those steps. Um, with that said, it is important to acknowledge that bad habits are just as ingrained as good habits. These can become automatic too. Mm-hmm. These involve chunking as well. So it might have been interesting to talk about how to break bad habits, which we didn't necessarily get into. We, we touched on it a little bit. We, we just kind of concluded that you have to check out... Um, behavioral cues around your bad habits right change your context yeah go from unconscious to conscious etc i just you know that would be another interesting thing to kind of dive deep on um all right so let's kind of wrap things up here there are a few more terms we should mention and just points to hit on um so like you said one one way that we can kind of interfere with bad habits is by changing our context Mm -hmm. and it's important to acknowledge this because if the context is right um we might act on a habit that no longer benefits us and we know that it no longer benefits us but Mm -hmm. the context is cueing us to do this Mm -hmm. so controlling your environment as much as you can is is so crucial even if it's just like having headphones with you Mm -hmm. um like we said putting your phone in another room doing whatever Uh, to kind of wrap things up let's point out how important just making small changes to your environment can be or just reiterate that because we have Mm -hmm. talked about that a lot but I also want to mention how you can introduce friction which is basically something that is going to make doing a behavior too difficult to be worth it Mm -hmm. and the example we have written is putting your favorite snack on a shelf where you can't reach oh that happens to me all the time however you can you can you can set yourself up for success by introducing things that are just going to make a bad behavior too difficult. Yeah. Another thing I could think of would be like, just don't keep things in the house that you don't want to indulge in. Like if, if you have troubles with drinking, don't keep alcohol in the house yeah. because that- the walk to the liquor store in the negative 10 Minnesota weather might be enough to stop you from drinking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, another another example would be just deleting the app, deleting an app you know mm-hmm. redownloading or somebody's it. number Re- yeah redownloading it logging in that that might be enough to just stop you from even wanting to do it that's a great point um yeah i think that's i think that's pretty much it we'll keep it short and sweet i hope that this helps people as they look to um change behaviors form habits and be successful hopefully everybody has a safe end to their January. Absolutely. And that there are no more insurrections. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. In January. Um, yeah. Um, I guess just closing notes. Like I said, we just put up some new training programs, so you can check those out on our website if you'd like. Um, we'll put a link to our Patreon page below where you can find the show notes for this episode, the goal setting worksheet, um, and where you can help support us. Uh, beyond that, if you would be willing to give us a rating and review, we would very much appreciate it. Please share on social media if you enjoyed or send to a friend. And that's all I got. You got anything else? Nah. All right, let's get out of here. Peace.